0: Tim and Susan, and we love the word and we love living real.
1: So we invite you to join us as we look at the word this week and life this week. So, hey. I'm thinking about a new business.
0: Oh, okay. Great. Maybe.
1: It's a dinner cruise catering company.
0: Ah, uh, okay. That's a, first of all, there's a lot of problems with this. Dinner cruise? Dinner? Who's cooking the food? Cruise? Who has a boat? Company? We don't even know how to establish a business.
1: But that doesn't matter. Okay. I have the perfect name.
0: All right. Well, that's the reason to have a business. I'm ready. Go.
1: Instead of being what's for dinner, it'll be yachts for dinner.
0: That's it. Alright, I'm sure the podcast listeners will let us know if that's going to go or not. Speaking of...
1: Yachts for dinner.
0: Bad jokes, and clergy telling bad jokes, and you going into a different business, um, we're going to wow. move right smoothly past that, opening dad joke, and uh, we did pass something the other day, and you said that, though. You we said, like, like went
1: drove by this marina, and there were all these yachts, and I'm like, you could have dinner, you go out, ride around, yeah, like, hey... What's for dinner? Not what's for dinner. It's yachts for dinner.
0: Yep, yep. That's exactly what you said the other day. I did not know this was going to be podcast fodder. So, here we are. Okay.
1: I am your podcast fodder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um. So, here's an interesting thing you should know. Again, you should probably have taken this podcast more seriously because... In a new this just came out this week, maybe at the end of last week, in a new uh NORC AP poll of 1137 adults.
1: Does that sound like a lot or a little?
0: Um, it doesn't sound like a lot. Okay. But it's why thirty seven, I don't know. One thousand one hundred and thirty seven adults um released this month say that doctors, teachers, members of the military, even scientists, are viewed more positively than clergy. How do you feel about that?
1: Well, yeah, I don't know.
0: But, I mean, that's a good list to be in. Doctors, teachers, members of the military, and scientists. Like, that's a group that if you're going to be thought of positively, you want to be like, okay, well, I'm not like the doctor, but, I mean, I'm still, like, in the running.
1: My initial thought was, yeah, well, I'm, on, I'm the only one that gets reserved parking at the hospital, But I guess the doctors do. That's not true.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, But they just say the less frequently people attend church, the more negative their views. Which makes sense. Like if you don't go to church, you don't know this guy. Now sometimes it's the opposite. Like if you go to church and you know the guy and you know the clergy and the ministers, then you may have a more negative view. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I kind of wondered how that went. Whether that was the more I... If I trusted clergy, I would go to church more. Or is it because I don't go to church, I don't trust clergy?
0: Yeah. Well, it says only 52%, so about half, of monthly churchgoers consider clergy trustworthy. And that number drops to 23% among those who attend less than once a month. So if you're an Easter and Christmas church attender, you really don't trust. There's only 23% of those people on average that trust the clergy who's leading the service.
1: Right. If they trusted them more Mm -hmm. and thought they were meaningful and, again, honorable and brought something meaningful to life, they would probably show up at church more often.
0: Right, right. But
1: I think the bigger concern is that 52% Mm -hmm. or 48% of the people who do show up don't particularly consider mm, the pastor trustworthy. Sketchy,
0: sketchy. Why do you
1: think that is?
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know, but I mean, I'm, I'm married to you. So I kind of have, and my dad was a pastor. Both of my grandfathers were pastors. My uncle was a pastor. Like your brother's a missionary. I'm married to the pastor. So I kind of have a high value. I
1: was gonna say, do you trust me more or less than 52% of the time? Uh,
0: Yes, I think so. I mean, I think that's, so I might be skewed. I'm... (laughs) I'm the one percent. I don't know. So I
1: think that there's some spiritual stuff in there, and I think the study talks about that. But I also think that there's some church and politics stuff that's in there, and that that sometimes uh, pastors are trying to accomplish an agenda at church, and mm-hmm. and sometimes they feel like pastors can be manipulative inside mm-hmm. of the life of the church, and and that that does not that doesn't look good. And yeah. the truth is is that. I don't know there, there's as many flawed people mm. that that carry that title as as yeah. not no, that's
0: um, right well it says um It continues on, but if you buy into the religious worldview, then the religious leader looks completely different than if you don't buy into a religious worldview, which makes sense. I mean, it's what you value. You know, we value church, we value clergy, whatever. But it does make you think the people that you're interacting with on a daily basis where you used to be able to go someplace and say, oh, hello, I'm the pastor of such and such church. And they'd be like, oh, hello, Pastor Tim. We're so glad to have you here. And they hold you in high esteem and high regard. And now you're kind of just like... Mm, okay, that's what you do to a lot of the world's sure, population sure. now in the, in the thing. Um, I did say, <laughs> the end of the article it says, Americans across the board, this doesn't matter what your worldview is, religious worldview, not religious worldview, Americans across the board said they didn't want clergy input when it came to, there's a list. All right. They don't really want to hear from you. When right. I'm
1: sure it's a small list.
0: It involves family planning, child rearing, sex, careers financial decision-making, medical decision-making, or voting. And then the last sentence, okay, first of all, that's a list of things. And then it says, clergy, the poll suggests are growing irrelevant. So how do you feel about being irrelevant this morning? Nah, you're growing irrelevant. You're not irrelevant. <laughs> you're not declared irrelevant.
1: Well, I never felt like I started that relevant to begin with. So. Yeah.
0: I just, I find that list amazing because it's like, okay, clergy, be, be our spiritual leaders, be our church leaders, be the clergy, be the people with, with the religious God side stuff in our lives. But please don't have any influence in our life. We, well, we don't want any, we don't want you to speak into these categories.
1: But really it's not about clergy. It's about the fact that clergy, if they get it right, mm-hmm. are speaking on behalf of the word of God or speaking right, on behalf right. of, of God. And God says, these are some parameters. These are some directions for your life. Right. And people across the board say, don't tell me how don't to live. Yep,
0: yep. And
1: so in First Samuel, Samuel gets upset because the people ask for a king and mm-hmm. he kind of gets gets really hurt and offended and, mm-hmm. and God says to Samuel listen this isn't about you mm-hmm, they're not rejecting mm-hmm. you they're rejecting me I'm their king and so some of that has to do with clergy just being a middleman there that we are saying this is the direction that God has for life here's the authority of the word of God to speak to it and there's just a strong sense that says you can't tell me that
0: yeah 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 I mean it's like yeah Whatever you say has to do from comes from the word of God, if you're the clergy that is trustworthy and leading from God's word and God's leadership over you, and the things that you say come from there, they just don't want to hear it. I mean, that's... Yeah. So
1: what is it that... That's really so, horrible. This so is a terrible
0: is way to start a podcast with terrible bad news, and we didn't even go to racetrack, and you didn't even have a donut, and we haven't even <laughs> had candy or chocolate, and we haven't had any good nachos lately, and... Evidently, wait, I'm hungry, but
1: <laughs> but wait till you see the menu for yachts for dinner.
0: That's exactly. Right. We had a bad joke and bad news. It's welcome to the this you know today's podcast. That's terrible.
1: I, I do want to just think a little bit about the that survey. So, what does it mean? What's the flip side mm-hmm. of that? What is it that people want their clergy to do? Right. What is it that they're that they're looking for? And, and I don't mean to be overly negative, but there there is a section that says that really you want clergy to be ice cream cone distributors.
0: Oh my goodness. You don't even know what part of the Word of God I'm bringing today in the Word. And I did not even set this up until I started reading about that article. But I'm telling you... It's exactly what I'm going to talk about today.
1: I'm trying to think of the part of the uh, scripture that talks about ice cream cones. I know.
0: It's um, it's an ice cream truck and it says, yachts for dinner. No. <laughs> With a big sign on this. I'm the ice cream truck driver that waits. But what, for
1: the, I, what I mean by that is yeah. that, that we really want God and yes. therefore his emissary, the clergy, mm-hmm. to just give me candy and pats on the back and ice cream cones and you're doing fantastic, you're doing fantastic. Now, listen, there is a great deal of space and room and expectation from the Word of God that He is to encourage you, to build you up. Right. But He is also there to correct you and guide you and direct you and to pull you back in the direction that you're supposed to go. Uh, So there is a difficulty uh, that... Man, just, just tell me I'm doing great, yep, regardless yep. of how I'm doing.
0: Okay, hey, why don't we dig into the Word? Because I'm telling you, I'm sitting here about to bust out of my skin because I'm like, that's exactly what I have today.
1: See, you are annoyed with the clergy. You don't trust the clergy. You're
0: irrelevant right now. (laughs) I'd like to get to this part of the Word of God uh, to get going here. Um, But I am, and I would like for you to start. I think I thought that you would start in the Word this morning, but I just can't because it's so actually following up with exactly that. Um, Again, not even a setup. It worked out really well. So, the last podcast I was talking about um, from Second Chronicles, from out of my Sunday school class about the prophet Azariah who came and he told Asa, hey, buddy, you better fix it, you know? And then we talked about that whole, um, if you search after God, then he'll be there. And if you abandon God, then he'll abandon you if you turn away. That whole thing was in chapter 15. Well, I continued reading because I was like, okay, well, where's this, you know, um, I haven't spent time in Second Chronicles in a while. So I was reading. As I read... I got to chapter 18 and I was just very struck. I need to set up the story a little bit. Um, so in chapter 18, new kings have happened since chapter 15. Jehoshaphat is king in Judah.
1: And by the way, yeah. best name in all the Bible.
0: Jehoshaphat, yeah. Uh, can you name a dining company after Jehoshaphat? I'm sure you can. Uh, Jehoshaphat is the king in Judah. Ahab is the king in Israel. So Ahab goes to Jehoshaphat, and he's like, hey, why don't you come to battle with me? And Jehoshaphat says, well, I mean, that's a good idea. We could do this. We could actually team up together, which is not always the case in the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Like, let me me ask what the Lord's will is first. So, which, again, Jehoshaphat, good job out of him. Okay? He's like, let me ask what the Lord's will is. Then I'll know. Um, and he asked Ahab, hey, don't you have a prophet of the Lord around here anymore? Um, are his exact words to him? Like, wait, call the guy who's the prophet of the Lord. I don't want just any random prophet. I want the Lord's prophet. And uh, Ahab's response in Second Chronicles chapter 18, verse 7, the king of Israel, who is Ahab, mm-hmm. said to Jehoshaphat, There is still one man who can inquire of the Lord, but I hate him because he never (laughs) prophesies good about me, but only disaster. He is Micaiah, son of Imlah. I think pretty much this is where the clergy becomes irrelevant. (laughs) Because here is the prophet of God, and the king says, I never ask for him. I never inquire him. Actually, I hate him because he never prophesies good about me, but only disaster. Now, now, here's the thing. He takes this as if there's something personal there of, like, he only ever says bad things about me. But, like, is like, telling him what God says. Thus saith the Lord. I'm just the messenger. And he just says, I'm not going to listen to that because all he has to do is say bad things about me.
1: Well, speaking of irrelevant, when you think of Ahab, Ahab says, I only can think of one prophet, and that's Micaiah. Yeah. But, like, hello, Elijah, the most famous of all the prophets, is is Ahab's prophet. He's, he's the biggest prophet that Ahab deals with. And Ahab doesn't even acknowledge his Existence. No, he says, not I, here. Only, no. I only know one prophet, I only know and it's one. not Elijah.
0: Yeah, he's not going to call <laughs> Elijah. He's like, I'm not even going to mention that that guy exists. Okay, so these two kings, they get all the prophets before them, right? And somebody goes and tells Micaiah, like, hey, we're fixing to call you in front of the kings, but we've already all agreed that <laughs> they should go to battle, and they're going to be successful. So you go along with this, right? So they get all the kings before um, here's all the prophets. Yes, here's your script. So they get all the prophets before them them and um like how's this gonna go what should we do jehoshaphat says well all of ahab's prophets yay king you're the winner you're gonna win it's all great look at eight again same chapter 18 verses 12 and 13 i gotta find it uh the messenger who went to call micaiah instructed him look the words of the prophets are unanimously favorable for the king so let your words be like theirs and speak favorably Okay. Hey, clergy. I mean, he's not clergy. I mean, he's prophet, but it's still like, tell me what I want to hear. Emissary of God. Yeah. Tell me what I want to hear. If you're going to speak into my life, just say the things that I want to hear. But Micaiah says, as the Lord lives, I will say whatever my God says. He just stands up and says, I'm going to say whatever my God says. That's what I'm going to do. There's a little bit of confusion then. Does he say it? He kind of says something else and whatever. And Jehoshaphat basically says like, okay, listen. I want the truth. Speak the truth to me. So he does finally speak about the defeat. Hey, you're going to lose. You're going to get defeated. It's not going to go well for you. Um, and this is King Ahab's reply. So when King Ahab finally hears this, that Micaiah has said, you, you shouldn't do this. You're going to lose. His reply, Ahab looks at Jehoshaphat in chapter in verse 17 and says, So the king of Israel, Ahab, says to King Jehoshaphat, Didn't I tell you he never prophesied good about me, but only disaster? Like, didn't I tell you this was not going to go well? Why did we even listen to him? And in that reading of that chapter, which I just loved and found it fascinating, I found two things. The first one was exactly what you were saying. The relevancy of the clergy or the person who is speaking out of the word of God to speak, um, they want somebody to tickle their ears and that's what I have. We've heard that before, like where you tickle their ears, where you just are saying things. Um, it may not be true, but we want to hear We want to be told we're doing well. And we want to be told that, um, we're liked and we're good. And I can tell you're reading the scripture and you're trying to study and figure out something's happening in this chapter right now. I am. Oh, what are you pulling out? Like,
1: well, I I think that as I look at that, that you know, when you kind of said there's a little stuff that goes on in between. There is. What goes on between is that Micaiah does say, He does say. Go. You're going to do just fine. You're yeah, going to go yeah. up and triumph. Yeah. And Jehoshaphat says, wait, didn't I... Or Ahab says, didn't I tell you only tell me what God says?
0: But do you think that was Ahab? Or do you... says he went to the king. Did he go to Jehoshaphat or did he go to Ahab? See, I think he went to Jehoshaphat. I think Jehoshaphat okay. says... Like, at first, he's like, okay, I'll go along with you guys if that's what I have to do. Okay, and I think so Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat is then saying, back. like, dude, oh, okay. I'm telling you, only speak to me what the Lord says. Okay. And I think then he's like, okay, I'll tell you, this is what the Lord says. Okay, yeah. Wow. So, anyhow, y'all can go read that for yourselves. It's a little bit in there. I skipped it because I was trying to shorten it up and not make it such a long summary. But, anyhow, my first point is we do want somebody to tickle our ears. All of us like somebody who's going to give us the compliments and say good things about us and say that we're doing well, even if it's not always true— we, sur- we can find ourselves surrounding ourselves with people that do that. Yes. We can, because we just like that. We all like to hear. We like to
1: be encouraged. We, we need do, to be encouraged. We
0: do, we do. Um, but that was Ahab here. He's like, I'm not going to listen, even if it's the truth. I only want to surround myself with the people who are going to tickle my ears. I mean, that goes exactly with that pole and the clergy and the relevancy and how you're speaking to my life and being relevant or not.
1: And in this case, what they're talking about is life and death. If we go into war, oh, are yeah. we going to survive? Yeah. You kind of need to know, not just,
0: exactly exactly. you go
1: boss, it's going to be great. You actually, the whole reason you're asking is because you need to know the truth. That's right. The stakes are
0: kind of high. Which I'm going to tell you what happens at the end of the story after this. But point number two that I got was, we also, not only do we need to be sure that we are calling people to surround ourselves with people who will speak truth to our life, biblical truth to our life, we also have to be the people who will speak biblical truth to other people that doesn't mean that we stand up and we get in their face and tell them all the wrongs they have but there are people that we are close enough to in relationship where sometimes we walk beside them and say hey what's going on here what's happening here this isn't pleasing to god this isn't what your life is called to this is the way things are the way you're behaving or what your choices are whatever are damaging to you and i need to come and walk with you in this and we need we need to be truth hearers and we need to be truth speakers and that's what he was even though he got influenced a little bit there in the middle with like just say what everybody wants you to say it's like all right I will declare what the Lord has given me that's my task you know Um, in the end they still didn't. Ahab still didn't like what Micaiah had to say. So they did go to war. Ahab was killed. And because they went to war, even though Jehoshaphat knew that they weren't supposed to go to war, um, he had to live with some consequences that in chapter, the rest of chapter 18, actually in chapter 19, it talks about some of his consequences that he had to live with. Because they went to war and they shouldn't have. Because Micaiah clearly says, you're going to be defeated if you do it. And that's what happened. So,
1: So do you think it's more difficult to be a person who invites and surrounds yourself with people who speak truth or to be the person who speaks the truth?
0: I think it depends on your personality. Yeah. I think it depends on your personality. I Uh, think that, I don't know. What, what do you think?
1: I think sometimes it, yeah, it depends on the person. I just know that, you know, going back to the clergy thing, I do ask people who serve with me at church. Mm -hmm. To say, listen, if mm-hmm. I'm wrong on something, mm-hmm. and whether that be morally or just in terms of wisdom, or right. if this is coming across wrong, right, man, I want you to stop what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. I want you to to fix that. So I I do invite. Now I'm not asking for the entire world to be my critic. Well,
0: that's what I was going to say. But I find it's, a handful
1: of people that I really it. really trust. Yeah. And when and I when I find them, right. You know, just over the course of time, I say, listen going to listen to you right,
0: right and if
1: you see something that's out of order
0: right then
1: then you got to call yeah, that because
0: i mean jehoshaphat says don't you have a man here that still speaks from you know from the lord a prophet from the lord he didn't say hey let's take a vote of the nation and see yeah. like do they think we should go to war or not he's like looking for the man from the lord um even in that poll you're going to listen to two or three people who are close to you who surround you who know you that you know are godly people instead of 1137 people who took this poll you know i mean you're not gonna take the vote of every person to say like do no, you think what I i'm think, doing is right or I not i think you know? and i think that that's you something that people do wisdom. a lot is
1: that you just ask everyone yeah. their opinion and, and yeah. you get the opinion of, of people that either just are, are pleasers right. or that they're um
0: self agendas like
1: they're they're self-serving yeah. or the voice that they're listening to is right. a corrupt and broken right right a uh, corrupt and broken person yeah. don't don't take marriage advice from the person who can't hold a relationship together right. for more than six weeks exactly don't,
0: yeah don't do that yeah but the, and i said again there was two points to this because that's the first point and the second side is that we have to be those people who are yeah not corrupt, who are not self serving, who are not, right, you right. know, we if have to gonna be. We're going to speak those, into people's
1: lives. Yes. They can't be out of our own. Exactly. agenda Exactly. We own have to say, okay, what is
0: the truth of God? What is, what is how we should live in our holiness as God's people right. speak from that, you know, and, right. and not our own self. So there's always two sides of it. So, all right. Anyhow, it was so applicable to that poll. I just thought, because tickling people's ears and not wanting to hear from the clergy, that was exactly what I had prepared like days ago so all right what do you have what are you bringing
1: uh i was reading in psalms i came across what i would describe put under the category in fact i wrote it down right here in the margin Mm -hmm. bold 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 psalm 26 okay bold (laughs) um it says vindicate me O lord for i have walked in my integrity and i have trusted in the lord without wavering man yeah. That, that's a bold statement. Uh, God, vindicate me because I have gotten my integrity right and I've trusted <laughs> in the Lord without wavering. It
0: almost sounds arrogant. Just saying.
1: Uh, we're going to get to that. Okay. Uh, in verse 2, he says Prove me, O Lord, and try me, and test my heart and my mind. For your steadfast love is before my eyes, and I walk in your faithfulness. Now, then he goes on to begin to give a series of descriptions of what his faithfulness uh, and his integrity looks like. Okay. He says, I do not sit with men of falsehood, nor do I consort with hypocrites. I hate the assembly of the evildoers. I will not sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go around uh, your altar, O Lord, proclaiming thanksgiving aloud and telling all of your wondrous works. O Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Do not sweep me away from with sinners, nor my life with bloodthirsty men and whose hands are evil devices and whose right hands are full of bribes. But as for me, I shall walk in my integrity, redeem me and be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground and the great assembly I will bless the Lord. Again, I think that's a bold, bold statement. Again, and he gives that yes. list. Now, the thing is in the middle of that and he makes this list of uh, I don't sit with, men of falsehood i don't consort with hypocrites i i hate the assembly of the evildoers i will sit uh with the i I will not sit with the wicked. i do not sit with the wicked i wash my hands in innocence
0: that was very much reminded me of psalm one one where like just that little section because mine says i do not sit with the worthless or associate with hypocrites like it's kind of an application of that mm -hmm.
1: but but what but i kind of it echoed inside of me actually something in a different direction. It reminded me of Jesus's parable from Luke chapter 18. Hmm. And in the parable, it says, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. And the Pharisee standing by himself prayed thus, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down from his house justified rather than the other. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So the two prayers to me sound really, really similar. Mm -hmm. And yet one is is captured and placed in the psalms as here's a way in which you should pray
0: yeah
1: and then in the other jesus says uh that prayer didn't get answered so what's the what's the distinction um Do you have any thoughts on that?
0: I don't. I'm so distracted by the psalm otherwise. So it's like I have, when I turned and opened it, because I, you know, again, we don't know what we're going to talk about when we come together. And I just have so many notes here, but um, it is, it's a very bold psalm and he's asking like, vindicate me because I lived in integrity. My thought, sorry, and it's not at all answering your question, but I'm like, but what about all the previous psalms? Where he was wavering, where he does have yeah. question, where he's like, okay, Lord, where are you? Why haven't you come and helped me? Why haven't you come and saved me? Why is this? I'm, I'm poor and needy. I'm nothing but dirt. I have done wrong. I have sinned against you. And here, all of a sudden, he's like, I have lived with integrity, and I've trusted in the Lord without wavering. And I'm like, okay, there's a whole first 25 Psalms. <laughs> and they're not in order that we know right. that they're, they're not so necessarily I just get more distracted by the, like, he is very bold here. And he's saying, like, I have not done this. Um, that's and I, my I thought. Think,
1: I think some of it. He's not claiming perfection in this. Saul. Yeah. But I think particularly if it's coming from the earlier seasons of his life, when he is living with integrity and Saul is out to kill him and, 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 mm-hmm. and Saul is throwing spears at him and he mm-hmm. is running mm-hmm. for his life. And, and even as he has opportunities to, to have retribution against Saul or to stir up uh, a rebellion against Saul, who's growing unpopular and David is increasing in popularity. He's saying, listen, I've gotten this right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe so. All right. Anyhow, so what's your connection? What do you see? Well, I
1: just I am trying to see because in some ways it sounds like a really similar set of of words, uh, and I yes. I think some of it though is so I'm trying to say okay, how can I pray Psalm 26 and not sound like Luke 18 and sound
0: arrogant? Uh, yeah. How, how do yes. I
1: pray Psalm 26? and not have Jesus look at me and say yeah that prayer's not getting answered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and and I think uh, I think part of it is I do think in Psalm 26 there there is a statement of commitment that says listen, I am going to live out Psalm 1. I am going to do it. and I don't think that there's arrogance to say I am going to seek mm-hmm. to do the right things mm-hmm. in my life. Um, yeah. That's that's there. The second thing is he is coming before God, particularly at the beginning of the psalm, at the end of the psalm. He says, Prove me, try me, test me. Yes. So, God, I'm trying to live, Psalm 1. Right. But try me and test me, and if I'm failing in these things that I'm working on, show me those places. Right. There's certainly no arrogance. Yeah. No, I have in, that where in the that at all. the
0: first opening, like I have lived with integrity, I've trusted the Lord without wavering, and then that's exactly the note that I had written in my Bible. But then He asks for more trouble. He's basically asking for more trouble. Like, give me more trouble and test oh, me again, and make sure that I'm I am doing this. I don't necessarily ask test me, me try me.
1: Yeah. yeah, but I don't necessarily know that that has to be trouble. And maybe mm. it is, but it just, God, reveal my heart to me.
0: Oh, uh, so just okay. show it
1: to me. I, I don't guess I never would have thought e- of
0: testing. I, when I think you, I say, okay, test me on evaluate
1: this. Evaluate. Mm. I, don't, I don't necessarily okay. mean that you have to have, okay, here comes a crisis. Although a yeah. crisis sometimes is that testing. But I think that the general thing is, God, this is where I think I'm standing. This is what I'm trying to do. Would Would you show me if I've got that right? Yeah. I if I've got that wrong. At the end of the psalm, uh, he does say in verse 11, he says, but as for me, I shall walk in my integrity. And then he says, redeem me and be gracious to me. So he cries for mercy and mm-hmm, he cries mm-hmm. for uh, mercy. And then the other thing is that I think that the big distinction between Psalm 26 and Luke 18 is that in Luke 18, the the Pharisee, In fact, it says it at the beginning of the parable, the introduction, it says, he also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and they treated others with contempt. Mm. Psalm 26 says, this is the journey that I'm taking. If I'm not getting it right, show it to me. Give me mercy in the places where I fail. In Luke 18 he is saying i am better than all mm-hmm. these other folks and there is arrogance so it comes down to the heart because really there are many of the same words in the middle of it yeah it is how do we come to god what is our heart and how we how we come to him
0: mm. That's good, I always love it when we see all the connections, like part of it may, reminds me of Psalm one one, then you look and see Luke eighteen, like I love how it's the Word of God, and it's all connected, yeah, and when you find those connections, yeah, I
1: hadn't just, pulled in the Psalm one, yeah. you know until you said that, but yeah, I mean, that's exactly it he He says, "Listen, you told me to live this way, I'm working at living this yeah. way yeah. and and that's not a prideful thing it's what we're supposed to do is the whole sure. reason he gave us the text. The whole reason he gave us Psalm
0: 1 is go do that. Exactly. But if you say that too much, you know, people may not like that. <laughs> if you speak too much. Uh, but you should just keep saying it so you keep saying, staying relevant, okay? <laughs> relevant to their lives. You keep speaking it. so
1: Ah, uh, so relevant. Yeah, the words are relevant even when they're being considered to be
0: irrelevant. Right. That's what I'm saying. It is the deepest
1: relevance. Exactly.
0: So, hey, we have gone a really long time here talking about very serious things. We should take a break and come back with some Wrong and Strong.
1: So, what's wrong? What's strong this week?
0: I'm going to start with my strong. So, this week, um, we were supposed to start Women's Bible Study this Wednesday, meaning like the 14th, but uh, we're not. We're going to start it on the 21st at church, and we are going to have problem-finding space for the ladies who are coming, because right now I think I have 40 ladies signed up, which is amazing.
1: And it hasn't really even been promoted at church very much.
0: No, I put it on Facebook. I put it on Facebook, and I think it's been in the bulletin, but I think we're doing a promotion for it Sunday. Right. Yes, and I had 50 books ordered, and I only have forty seven left, and I have 40 women signed up. So, wow, this is exciting. That's super exciting. I'm very excited about and that. And
1: so what's the Bible study?
0: Um, It's the book of Numbers, chapters 1 through ten, ten. It's basically um when the Israelites are at the bottom of Mount Sinai after the tabernacle gets built in Exodus, and as God prepares them for the first time, they will move. They actually don't move. Um, Numbers does have them wandering for their 40 years, but they don't move until... Chapter 10 verse 11 I guess because we're only (laughs) going through 10 10 so it's up It's just God preparing them before they move and how he prepares them So and this
1: is the first Bible study material that you've written from beginning to end
0: It's a little bit nervous like I am a little bit nervous because I'm like just okay everybody give a little bit of grace I've never done this before. I mean I've taught before but I've never written the material before so a little bit of grace And I think we'll get along all fine. So all right, what's your strong?
1: Um, my strong is that. You're oh, you're doing it. That. Really let's good. share a strong. Um here's
0: hoping I'm relevant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> here's hoping you're not. Uh yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, my strong is Ashley's home. She's been gone all summer she is and, uh, she's back home. So we see her around town and, yeah. uh, my favorite place to see her is at our house. But also I love seeing her at church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always feel like I preach better when she's there. Get out
0: of here. Yeah. Does she know
1: that? I've told her that all oh, the time. Okay. Sometimes okay. I say, I need you to come this week because it's somebody, rough right now. Yeah.
0: I had somebody come <laughs> to church and say like, uh, you're... Like, I was in the nursery Sunday morning, so I wasn't in the service. And they're like, Oh, your husband has his arm around somebody in church. And I was like, It was my daughter. And they said it jokingly. It was a joke, but I couldn't. Remember. I was like, Wait, well, but who is that? Who would that be? Oh, yeah, I forgot Ashley's home since I never saw her Sunday. So that's very good. And she drove all the way from North Carolina herself in one day and she did it. And that's really strong, too. She so. did. all right what's your
1: strong and we're grateful she
0: is strong what's your wrong
1: uh my wrong is uh let me see if I can't summarize this the internet oh well that's not really true wow because I I like a lot of things on the internet but this is the the app store here's here's what happened in my life the other day okay the other day I'm having a particularly productive morning okay I mean like we're knocking stuff out yep. Checking that doesn't, off the always, list. That doesn't yep. always happen. But I mean, we are having a, when I say we, I mean me yeah. is having a predict, pr,
0: pr, particularly
1: productive day.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, and so in the middle of that particularly productive morning, I thought, you know what? I bet you there's an app that could make this morning even more productive. Okay. And it's an app that I've used before. You do
0: like your apps. I do. And you do like your...
1: It's an app that I've used before. And so I try to use it. Well, when I try to open it up, and and part of it is just scheduling and blocking your time. Yes. And Mm -hmm. as I opened it up, it was gone. Uh, It no longer has support. It is... No longer in the app store. It has disappeared. So I'm like, well, this isn't that complicated of an app. Okay. So let me just download another one. So I download it. Well, that one's not quite right. I'm like, well, okay, let me try another one. Okay. Yeah, that one's not quite right. Uh, oh, Then do I do another one. Do you delete
0: them off your phone as you go?
1: Well, I kept them uh, just to see as I was trying different ones yeah. out. So I ended up downloading four different apps, playing with four different apps, and I'm like, Mm-mm. Somehow my super productive yes. morning has gone because I was trying to you be more You just got
0: sucked into the hole of the internet. I that did. Like, I'm like, "Oh, oh man." Yes. Now,
1: side note, I have found one that I liked. Okay. It has been good and it has increased my productivity for the rest of the week. But for that day,
0: But to me it matter, was it free?
1: Uh, it may have been 1.99 or 2.99. <gasps>
0: Did you pay for all the others that you downloaded? No,
1: because that was part of the problem. One of the them The free
0: ones are just sometimes they're junk. It's One true. of them
1: one of them I think was really really good, but yeah. to get the features that I wanted was not 1.99, was not 2.99, okay. it was not 3. It was 14.99. I'm oh, like, "No, I am not dropping not 15 to take bucks a risk
0: on whether it's good or not without
1: so. being able to see That's the features." That's wrong.
0: You're well yeah. yeah. The wrong is the 1499, but the also wrong is um your not product- productivity so, was So let me
1: recommend yeah. Routine Meister.
0: <laughs> okay. You know I will never download that because we just have a thing. Tim wants me to add every app in the world that no, he ever had. So one. that will have to stay for another podcast cuz this one is going long and I haven't given my wrong yet. And my wrong is that it is so stinking hot. And we like hot weather. And I like hot. I like summer and I like spring and I like fall way better than I like winter. But it is just, it's August in Louisiana. That's the way it's gonna be. I get it, I know. But I just sometimes you have to say it out loud. And I don't wanna be one of those people who complains about it every single day. But for my wrong this week, it is just so stinking hot.
1: So this morning I was thinking about how hot it is. Yeah. How hot is it?
0: Oh, it's just yeah. so Sorry. stinking hot.
1: Okay. Um but the bad news is i'm like it is so hot out there yeah that those gulf waters are getting hotter and hotter Ah, which means the likelihood of a meaningful storm out in the gulf is increasing Mm -hmm. so it's not just inconvenient today but in the next two to three weeks right Man, that's not good.
0: Well, I did look just two days ago, I guess, and it said there's no tropical activity at this time. Yeah, I had so hadn't as heard of any. two days ago, there was nothing, and it takes a little while. Now I know, like, but it
1: says when I was that water. I think heats Katrina and heats was
0: like heats. August 24th or something. The yeah, end of August, late August, August so. September
1: is the yeah. real peak yeah, of it.
0: Great, so my wrong just got even wronger because not only is yeah. it hot, but then the water is getting hot, and we're still in tropical season, so it's just hot. So.
1: See, I just told you things you didn't want to know.
0: I know. Okay, next week um, we'll start with something a little lighter. This has just been a heavy week, but um, it's been good and true. So y'all go enjoy your week, and uh, I hope you've made it to the end of the podcast. You might not have. If so, um, like, subscribe share share yeah Comment. it's good um as the summer on the Facebook as summer happens i know um for a lot of people listening like they got busier now with kids going back to school or they're going back to work or just life picks up again once the summer is done um so just like and share and let people know about it um but we've had a good response we appreciate those that keep listening so we'll see you next week